Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one, Human Forgiveness, written by Addicts 146. We thought that it would be yet another uncooperative member of a defunct federation. Most member nations joined when offered the opportunity. Those who didn't were destroyed mercilessly. So when the humans first refused, the Khazar Empire went to war. The war started while Rolo conscripts marched into human colonies, whilst unwilling, our dire pilots destroyed human planetary defenses. We knew it was nearly over for humanity. We had pushed them to five systems, and we were certain that we had achieved victory. This wasn't what happened. Humanity sent out an unimaginable things with technologies no sane species would ever imagine, let alone develop. Planets were wiped of all life forms, and fleets of Imperial ships were disintegrated at the cost of their own battleships. Suicide strategies were used against vital Imperial bases. We had seen FTL-capable fighters ram into stations at the speed of light. Human soldiers filled to the brim with explosives to run straight into our lines. All of these just to gain a tiny advantage. I had seen many barbaric strategies and insane weapons used in my platoon and I. I faced death several times during my service. I often wished for those experiences that had killed me as I was captured during my unlucky ground invasion. I was sent to a prison camp in California and was treated kindly by the guards. In the prison camp, I often dreaded the aftermath when humanity achieved victory. Despite my fears, nothing happened to me after the war. The human commanders talked of an event that called World War II and the nation called Germany. They told of a rebuilding of Japan and how successful the two nations became a century later. They talked about reform and other concepts I had never heard of in my lifetime. I was released without any charges. I have never seen a species so contradictable that they would rebuild the nation of what used to be their enemy in hopes of a peaceful galactic future for all. Some would say that we had made a terrible mistake, but I think not. Sure, we may have made a mistake, but let it be known that it was the best mistake that we had ever made. President of the Soldada's speech of the 100th anniversary of the collapse of the Khazar Empire. End of story. Story number two, Adaptability, written by Aaron Vol. It had been a very educational interacting with you in the past month, Aaron. I want to thank you, though, for the experience. We were back in the forge the day after we'd etched the knife I was putting a handle on. I looked up for my work. You're welcome, Dithak. I've probably learned almost as much in this month as you have. The antennae went erect and surprised. Oh, what have I taught you? 
Well, first you taught me that our species aren't all that different. Your emotional spectrum is pretty similar to ours, for instance. Deathek nodded, a habit he'd picked up from one of the first two days. I see. What else? Second, both of our species value efficiency, but we're also open to traditional ways, because we can sometimes find value in them. He nodded again. Third, you guys learn very fast. If you're any indication, you learn how to draw out a perfect taper on about an hour. It took me weeks. He canted his head to one side. I had a good teacher. I lowered my eyes, mildly embarrassed by the compliment. I didn't feel like I really deserved it. Thank you, but honestly, you did really pick it up fast. Dathek nodded again, accepting my praise. He seemed pleased to have impressed me. Well, considering what I'd done to him in that simulation, he kind of deserved to get one up on me. The other stuff, I really can't put into words. I just, um, kind of, uh, got a feel for how you do things like... I can't really predict how you're going to react to things, but your reactions mostly don't surprise me anymore. If you're typical of your species, I think I've got a pretty good handle on your mindset... His antennae went erect again. So soon, you still surprise me on a daily basis. I nodded. Well, humans are social creatures. Not in the same way your people are. We generally don't do the whole worker, soldier, scientist, queen cast thing like you guys do. But we are not genetically programmed for it like you are. In our case, we tend to form tribes, small groups made up of a handful of different families... In the past, knowing and standing in a tribe was a vital for survival. Still is, in some ways. Part of that is being able to read someone's personality and be able to predict how they're going to react to given stimulus. So, we got really good at it at a genetic level. His head canted again. Nintendo splaying out on the sides. I hadn't quite figured out that just yet. I see, that makes a lot of sense from an evolutionary standpoint. I bent back over the knife, unable to let it go for a moment. I needed to finish it because I had plans for it. I sent it a tang over the piece of the deer antler that I had traced the handle with the sharpie, making the pinholes as well. Finished, I flipped the knife over and repeated the process and another slab of antler. In my peripheral vision, I saw Dathek watching me for a few moments. How did you learn these things, Aaron? I glanced up, then turned my eyes back to my work. The same way you're learning how to bind the hilt in a knife right now. Observation. I watched you. I interacted with you. When he hadn't responded, after a moment, I looked up. He was standing very still. His antennae bent into two zigzags. My face screwed up in confusion. What? You were studying me the whole time? Oh... Crap, that I offended him. I hope not. I genuinely liked the thick. Not actively, no. Most of what I learned about you happened subconsciously. I didn't even realize I was learning it at the time. Dathak didn't move. I sighed. Look, humans are extremely adaptable. We've learned how to survive in every environment on this planet, including under the oceans and in orbit. Part of the adaptability is being able to learn things subconsciously and then realize him after the fact. It goes back to the social adaptability I mentioned earlier. Same ability applied differently. You can learn passively. Oh, 
Wow, they couldn't. Crap, I might have just caused an interstellar incident. Crap. Yeah, we can, sometimes. Remember the simulation? He nodded. Okay, now you know you couldn't stop yourself from noticing lots of different things in your environment, especially when something moved or changed. Yes, his antenna slowly sagged backwards and his stance relaxed as a shock was replaced with curiosity. Well, keep that in mind. I am not typical of my species. Okay, so, uh... That distractibility, that lets me notice things other people wouldn't. Most humans can learn passively, to some extent, but people with my disorder are sometimes better at it, except in social situations. And then I popped back upright. But you learned my reactions. I smiled, yeah, and it took me about twice as long as most humans would need. Remember that the whole time I was constantly getting distracted by unimportant things around me, sometimes even by my own thoughts. Understanding dawned on Dithak. I was surprised to realize that I had recognized it happening. He starts relaxed, his antennae spread out into a V-shape, and his mandibles out slightly. I understand, he said slowly. Look, Dithak, I didn't mean any offense, hell, I didn't even know I was doing it. He cut me off. No, Harren, I'm not offended. He passed a hand over his face. In my species, only our queen and her royal offspring possess this ability. The rest of us must actively observe the subject to learn about it. Oh, he wasn't offended. He was seriously confused. He had never seen me watching him. I'd always been doing something else. I see. I thought it over for a moment. I guess that makes sense given the species' evolution. He nodded. When I first learned the history of your civilization, that it was less than 10,000 years old, I assumed that there had been a miscalculation. Our Bronze Age lasted longer than that. Our best, your word is anthropologist, couldn't determine how you were able to progress so fast. We all thought there had been a mistake. He looked at me in the eye, but now it all makes sense, given the other things I've learned about your species. That was interesting. What else did you learn, buddy? I smiled. Glad I could clear it up for you. The sec nodded again. Your adaptability. We had realized you were easily able to adapt to new environments, but we assumed you did it with the same way we did. Send a few hundred scientists to study it, then take what they learn and apply it. That approach takes time. I smiled. Sorry to do this to you, Dathic, but we used the approach too. He went rigid and surprised again, but, uh, I raised a hand placatingly. I mean, we use both approaches. In many cases, the first humans to explore new territory aren't scientists, but adventurers. This entire continent was settled that way. But then, there's our southern polar continent. The first explorers weren't scientists, but they didn't make much headway. The only people living down there now are dedicated scientists, using the continent as a climatology laboratory. Our first space vehicles were scientific probes, and the first humans in space were essentially the subjects of all scientists on the ground. In fact, right up until you guys got here, the overwhelming majority of our astronauts were military personnel with scientific training. I looked back down at the knife, double-checking both handle scales and to make sure that they were properly marked. I went over to the bransel and started cutting them out. I needed to finish this thing. When I finished, the thack was still standing where I had left him, lost in thought. 
I shrugged, stepped over to the drill press to make the holes for the pins, and grabbed the three brass rods and a syringe full of five-minute epoxy, and went back to the workbench. I dry-fitted everything together, blade, scales, and pins, checking the alignment, and then started mixing the epoxy. Dathak remained quiet. I couldn't tell if he was watching me now, or still thinking. Not wanting to disturb him, I spread the epoxy on the inside surface of the antler scales and glued them to the tang. Lining up the pinholes, I pressed them together, wiped off the excess epoxy with the acetone-soaked rag, and clamped them down to let the epoxy set. In the meantime, I took a hacksaw to the brass rods and cut them to length that I needed, a quarter of an inch longer than the thickness of the handle. By this time, the epoxy had set, so I removed the clamp and checked the alignment. Perfect. I fed the pins into the hole, centering them. The holes were tight enough that they wouldn't slip. This finished, and I stepped over to the anvil. Dathak was still standing there, facing where I had been sitting. Lost in thought then. I picked up a brass mallet and set the knife on the anvil, and proceeded to peen down the ends of the pins. That finished, I locked the blade into my knife master's vice and filed the ends of the pins smooth. Dathic was thinking still. I smiled. Good. A few quick passes over the belt sander to contour the scales and the knife was finished. I took the deerskin sheath and I spent the previous evening making from my pocket, slipping the knife into it and turning to my alien companion. Dathic? He came out of his trance. Yes, Aaron. Are you okay? He seemed to shake himself. Another gesture humans and the Catan had in common. I am. I was just processing everything I've learned in light of today's information. I nodded. Good. I held out the knife to him. A gift for you, made from the traditional materials using traditional techniques. His antenna went vertical again. A gift? I nodded, smiling. In many human cultures, gift-giving is customary between friends, sometimes on special occasions, such as a birthday or an anniversary, but sometimes just as a token of friendship. Dathic accepted the blade, seemingly in shock. His antenna bent into his zigzags that signified confusion. He called me a friend. You barely know me. We are a different species from different worlds, yet uh, you claim me as a friend. I nodded. I do. His mandibles cracked together, and his antennae fell straight forward. I am honored. He drew his knife, examining it. You were making this for me the whole time. I nodded again. I was. You must truly value my friendship, considering the amount of work it took to make this. I do. He resheathed the blade and tucked it into the space where the two chitinous plates overlapped on his chest. Then, my friend... I have a favor I must ask of you. I smiled. Anything you need, Dithak. His mandible spread in his species equivalent of a smile. I need a proper belt to carry this beautiful knife on. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. 
I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.